Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast it's the Laces Out podcast and it's it's time, it's time, time for the big one. Super Bowl. It's time for the Super Bowl. We've got guests, we've got predictions, we've got snacks. Not, not on the pod, no, uh, no, we're talking about snacks. And uh, we are predicting all elements of what we think is going to go down in the Super Bowl. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And uh, yeah, one of the last chances to share the American football, the Laces Out podcast around. So uh, if you know someone who's into the American football, send this podcast their way. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Oh, my word. It, 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 it's happening, guys. It's happening. It's actually happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's here. It's here. In some hours, we will be enjoying the finest Taylor Swift concert we've ever seen on TV. There will you, also... There will you, also... You That tour thing's going on. Is it Disney Plus or something? Was that what you were going to allude to? No. No. Although, is it the best? Is it the best Taylor Swift concert? Because you won't be singing. <laughs> oh, I am with you. I mean, the joke's coming. Nacho's there trying to get that joke out. It's, it's going to be like a, a London like, Olympics. Faster, faster. She, she'll, she'll arrive just in the nick of time because she'll descend from a helicopter above the stadium and, and like repel from it or something. What the hell? Just back from Japan. She doesn't want any attention, though. No. <laughs> um, obviously, we, we spoke about this last time. In fact, let's start. Let's start again. This is Cookie Cast. This is the Laces Out podcast. We, for you audio listeners out there, um, I am here. My glamorous co-host, Mr. Paul Williams, is here, and you've already heard other voices, which could only mean that somebody managed to get us some guests, didn't they, Paul? Um, so joining us is the absolute master of the wrestling ring. The leader, leader of uh, the Getting Over podcast, Mr. Stuart Mansley. How are you? Hello. Are you prepped, ready? Do you I have... am more prepped for the food element than the actual game. Oh, he's got... still... he's yeah. gone. He's gone straight in with the bit we all know we're focused on more than the game. <sighs> we'll get to that though because. As I as I said last week, I'm, I'm using maths for this one. Um, and Nottingham Forest's number thirty sixth fan, Matthew Morris here. 
Because let's face it, there's a lot of fans. For, um, for this podcast, would it not have been, would it not have been better for it to have been the 49th fan? Uh, I didn't read the script for the Super Bowl. Um, anyway, we'll not get into any of that until the predictions come up. So, it is that time of year. Some say the best. Some, who are glass half full kind of people, say the worst time of year. Because although we get to enjoy the Super Bowl, uh, we also have to, as I like to say, after six seasons of doing this, we have to put our toys back in the toy box and put the toy box back in the attic for another season. Uh, it is Super Bowl era, Super Bowl time, and uh, we are here to discuss what that means for us. Our snack helmets are brimming. So, we we decided we're going to start with a little bit of something. We're doing it differently. There's no, nothing to go through from last week. There's no stats from last week. None of that stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit. I'm gonna talk about how your San Francisco 49ers stack up against the Kansas City Chiefs. With a little graph that the stats mistress sent to me that looks a little bit like this. And she said, You don't you don't need to go through them all. I'm just sending you this because this is how on paper. The two teams stack up against each other. So, for example, total yards per game. San Francisco 49ers, 398.4. Versus the Kansas City Chiefs, 351.3. Rushing yards per game, 140.5. The 49ers, 104.9. At least 50% of that has got to be CMC, surely. <laughs> um, we've got things like passing yards, first out. In fact, passing yards, to, to complement the rushing yards, uh, 269.2 to the 49ers, 257.8 to the Chiefs. Um so obviously we're starting to see that there's a bit of a... But it's when you get down into the lower end of the scale. When you start talking about things like interceptions thrown. The San Francisco 49ers, 12. Kansas City Chiefs, 17. Fumbles lost. 49ers, 6. Chiefs, 11. Punts per game, 49ers, 3.1. Chiefs, 3.5. Um, the, only, the only one that's uh, maybe not going to go too well is penalties per game. The 49ers just outweighing the Chiefs with a 5.9 versus a 5.6. That's because we know the Chiefs have got the rest in their pocket. <clears throat> now, 
Matthew. Let's not start that. It's not in the script. So there's just a just a little bit of something to look at as uh, uh, how the two teams, your two teams for the Super Bowl, stack up against each other. Um, I do have a little uh, a little game for us to play at some point, which uh, just you know keeping it light, keeping it light. So Paul, where where would you like to go now? Well, as is as is like customary with the podcast, obviously we, we usually make game week selections of, of, of the teams and whatnot. Obviously, with it just being the one game, it's a little bit challenging to just do that. So, rather than just pick the game, I've decided to do a similar format to what we did last year, in which we'll each pick six different things. Nice. Those six things being the team we believe will win, the final score of the game, the first touchdown scorer, the last touchdown scorer, the game's MVP, and everyone's favourite category, the most important category of all, what colour Gatorade will come out of the basin, tipped over the winning head coach. Now, as, as, as is always the case, I have the book in front of me. I therefore have my six selections written down in front of me. So would you like me to go through my six selections and then you lot can follow suit and give me yours? Or do you want to do them one at a time and we each go through and give our winning... Yeah, so, so the, there's no accusations of... of you know, Shanahanigans or whatever. Um, you give us alternate through them. So, if you want to go first, go first. Or get one of ours, and then in the process, give yours for the first one, and then we'll we keep the winning team to last. Though that's like we do everything I mean, else, and then I have I have got it at the top, <laughs> but I can just do them in whatever order. already so CMC <laughs> I too have gone Christian McCaffrey for the first touchdown score uh, uh, Matt or Andy do you uh, care to uh, broach a name I've gone for Pacheco Isaiah Pacheco oh god how the hell excuse me I've I've uh, definitely spelt it wrong. There's A's in no. there and E's in there, and I don't know how many A's or E's there are. So, for listeners, for listeners of the Cookiecast Football podcast, um, thoroughly recommended for those of you who aren't watching slash listening, get yourselves over there. 
it's a, it's a, it's a laugh riot. Um, but obviously, I should know how to spell the name Isaiah, as he plays for Middlesbrough quite a lot. So I should know how to spell his goddamn name. Oh. But is it A I I A H? Isaiah, I S. Just write Pacheco, man. There's not two of them, is there? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were struggling to spell Pacheco. I was like, ah, oh, fine. That's, yeah, I fully understand that. <laughs> I it, it was going to be my time to shine because, as the dyslexic, I have the spelling for Pacheco right oh, in front well, of me. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I have got it. I've got it from the, um, the annals of Skybet. I can confirm that it is I-S-I-A-H. Uh, and I can confirm that is not how Senor Jones spells it for Middlesbrough. But so, two for Christian McCaffrey, one for Isaiah Pacheco, Andy? Travis Kelsey. Travis. Is that going to be just in time as the helicopter passes? That's the... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So Travis Swift for the first touchdown scorer. Lovely. Oh, maybe that's it. Maybe this is what it's going to be. So, like, you know, that all the stadiums have got their little intricacies. Like when the Bucks score at home, they set the cannons off. He's going to score the first touchdown in the Super Bowl, and she's going to like burst into a concert. <laughs> the what? One thing we have all done it is we've all we've all I think we've all had very very short memories. And I'm pretty sure the last two times that the Chiefs have, or two out of the last three times that the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl, their first touchdown has been scored by Patrick Mahomes rushing in, yep. I believe, on at least two of the last three. So yep. the fact that none of them have gone for Mahomes to score a rushing touchdown. I is nearly did. Pretty. I nearly had him down. Um, I, I I feared that Stu was going to beat me to my um, my secret prediction for. The Super Bowl there. Um, I might need to. I might need to get that out at some point soon. Unfortunately, I would have to give my winner, which uh, we're not. We're not doing that at this moment in time. Yeah, I. Uh, I think reading reading between the lines there, Mr. Cook. I believe I may be able to work out how he's picking game. But before we get there, let's go for the last touchdown scorer. So obviously, Andy gave his prediction last for the first. So I'll come straight back to him for the last touchdown score. Do you remember when I said uh, I had Pacheco's name written down in front of me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pacheco for the last touchdown scorer, please. Uh, for those of you watching along on the YouTube, you would have seen Mr. Woodmancy throw his arms up there. So I believe he's in agreement that the last touchdown scorer will be Mr. Pacheco. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to cover up the other stuff, but in in the there you go, that there was C CMC is first and Pacheco just underneath as the last. It was already written down. It was already written in the stars, some would say. Uh, Matt, I've gone for Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk. Hey. Hi. I've gone for Travis Kelsey for the last touchdown scorer. Um, in my head, I was thinking it could be a situation where either the Chiefs are chasing the game and need the score, 
or are looking for the insurance score to put a bow on things, either way, who's going to be your most likely target in the end zone or around the end zone? It's probably going to be Big Travi. Right. Let's go for the final score next, because that doesn't give away which way you've gone with the winner. So, I've gone 34-28. Big scoring. Big scoring. Does anyone care to venture a score? I've gone 21-17. Ooh. Andy, you were uh, you were about to give us yours there. Thirty-one twenty-four. So all of these so far are one-score games. No blowouts here. Stu, uh, it's another one. It's closer to Matt's one. Man, it's twenty-four seventeen. Just a field goal in it between uh, himself and Mr. Moore. Mm. So I've gone for a difference of six points. Andy and Sue have gone for a difference of seven points. Matt with a difference of four points. Interesting, Matt, because obviously the team that's chasing that wouldn't have the, uh, the, the safety net of being able to kick the field goal to take it to overtime. They wouldn't have to get the, uh, the touchdown to go ahead. Interesting. Um, it's it's the one that most people have come for, but to to leave the suspense of who we think will win the game, I'm gonna go to the Gatorade shower colour for uh, the next. Now I um, some might say I'm cheating because I have two colours, but there is a reason for this because the colour that I have picked is listed. Clear. As one of two colours that Skybet would pay out under. Clear or no shower. Is that what you would like to go for? No, I, I know that that's one of the options where you get two. So, the options, as according to Skybet, other betting options are available. So, we have clear, blue, Purple, orange, yellow slash green, red slash pink. Anyone care to venture an option? Well, as gone, I'll let you go. As as both teams' home colour is red, it makes sense that it would be red to me. So I've gone for red. So, Stu is having red, and I will give you the slash pink, as that is stated on Skybet. And, that is the 5-2 to favourite. There you go. Matthew, what were you going to go for? I've gone for yellow. Okay, so that would be green slash yellow. Yellow. My theory is they're in Las Vegas, thinking goldy yellow kind of thing, kind of fitting in with that Vegas yellow Surely gold. if it's, it. if it's, if it's Vegas, clear would be the way to go, because it won't be Gatorade. 
it'll just be vodka. <laughs> um, I too have selected green stroke yellow, which unfortunately for me and you, Matt, is the four to one fourth favourite. Andrew, dare I suggest you might be sticking purple in the mix? Year in, year out, it's purple every time. However, uh, I have a feeling that purple was last year's. Uh, so I actually got the point for last year. Purple um, was indeed last yeah. year's colour. So knowing that, I have gone with what could be considered the most boring of options. I've gone with orange. Orange. The 11-4 second favourite of Orange. I mean, I'll obviously be putting money on both, but you know. Yeah, just to clarify that, so red, red slash pink, 5-2, Orange, 11-4, Purple, 7-2, Yellow slash green, 4-1, Blue, 9-2, Clear, 7-1. That's got to be worth a fiver of anyone's money, that. Oh, the blue, when you said blue, I was like, ooh, the blue one sounds good. Blue drink, classic blue drink. It's got it's full of full of vitamins, full of nutrition. In that naturally occurring colour, real, <laughs> real raspberry flavour. I've never seen oh, a raspberry shit. in its life. <laughs> so we've done the score. We've done the first and last touchdown score. We've done the Gatorade shower. Do we want to do game MVP? Or do we want to do win? Do we want to save the winning team to last? Does it not have to be the team first because you can't have an MVP from a losing team? And you've got to well, go with both, it, Stanley, to save both. It, it has happened once before. I know it has. Came from the losing team, but yeah. we're talking once in fifty-seven years. Yeah. So I think it's very unlikely, unless unless one of the quarterbacks has an absolute ripper. To be honest, the, the year that that should have been the case was the year that the Eagles won the Super Bowl, but Brady had thrown for 500 yards or whatever. Yeah. He, should have, he, should have won the, he should have won the MVP that year, to be fair. They don't do it, do they? It's that kind of thing of like, even you, you watch a game on the TV, and uh, like a football game, and one player on another team has an absolute awesome game, but they lose, so they give it to the other the player on the other team and you're like yeah. on the team that won it's always going to go to somebody who wins unless something absolutely like insane happens so like I don't know CMC goes for like 250 yards with like four touchdowns but still manages to lose true so I don't know if this is going to sway any of you but at the start of the season when you each make your Super Bowl predictions Andy went for a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl with the Chiefs to win and Mahomes to be the game MVP. Matt went for a Bills 49ers Super Bowl with the Niners to win and Joey Bosa to be the game MVP. And Stu went for a Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl hmm, with the 49ers to win the game and Christian McCaffrey. To be the MVP. Is that oh. a flavour of how you may be picking the game? 
Andrew, for those listening to the podcast, is very much nodding his head. So, am I putting down the Kansas City Chiefs to win the game and Patrick Mahomes to be the game MVP? Yeah, so what I've got down here is winning team, the refs, I mean the Chiefs, sorry, um, and MVP being the uh, the Mahomes. I, now, now, I will say this. Earlier today, I had Kelsey down as the MVP. But it just comes down to the fact that I don't think Kelsey can achieve MVP status without Mahomes doing his job. So I just defaulted back to what turns out is my original pick. You will be utterly shocked to hear that the 6-5 favourite for the Super Bowl MVP is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I too have picked Patrick Mahomes for the game MVP as I have picked the Chiefs to win 34-28. Um, just you two boys left. One of you wearing the Niners shirt and one of you not wearing the Niners shirt. Ironically, the guy who's not strictly the Niners fan wearing the shirt as well. But, um, yeah. Well, I was going to say, technically, as it's Matt's team, we need to let him go last, don't we? Well. You didn't get, I, what was your prediction for the start for the, the start of the season? Mine? I, I shit the bed straight away. So, I think, I, I think I've covered this in my previous week's podcast. Mine... I was the first one who was completely out of it. So I had, I had the Bengals versus the Eagles. So one of them didn't even make the postseason. There is, there was a small part of me that was hoping that Matt was asking because he knew that you shot the bed because I did. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd guess by the fact that it wasn't mentioned, but I just thought we needed clarification on that going into the Super Bowl. <laughs> Okay, well, yeah, it is Matt's team, so I'll I'll jump in. I will. It's it's not what I had on my paper, but for the fact that you said that I predicted this month ago, I can't not go with it. So it has to, it has to stand. Honestly, the if you if you've managed to pick the Super Bowl and the MVP at the start of the season, we need to sort some sort of prize reward. Dare I say the forbidden word? trophy out for you as a just think if you'd have put 50p on it let's put it that way <laughs> I told him I told a mate of mine to put 50p down on the 49ers winning the Super Bowl the weekend before the season started I saw him I saw him a couple of weeks ago I was like do you remember that 50p bet I told you well we're about a few hours away from the possibility of it coming true So 49 and CMC. Yeah, I can't can't not now. I think think it would be very foolish for you to, at this point, go away from that particular flavour. Yeah. So, it comes down to the Niners fan himself. Is he going to stick with his his pre-season prediction of a Niners win and a Bosa MVP? No. <laughs> oh, no! I just, I think, that, I mean, the way Kansas City have played through the playoffs is a bit scary. And the Niners' defense is not 
as as advertised, shall we say? I think in the in the playoffs they're at but no. Through the season, I think they've been averaging four yards. They're giving up four yards every run. So my maths mean you know, my, my basic math there means three downs, running at four yards a down, that's twelve yards. That seems like pretty easy to move the move the move the ball on the Niners. And as as the as, as the Chiefs have done through the playoffs, they've got out to a big early lead quite quickly, and then defended that lead. And the Niners have done the opposite of that. They've let people get out to leads, and then come back. Um, so I've gone with the Chiefs and Mahomes to to win. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Nick Bosa's obviously such a, he's a, he's a stud, but I, I just can't remember many games this season where like he's been the guy, and certainly think, not in the and certainly not in the postseason. It's the it's the changes that they made though. Like obviously they've added Chase Young, and when they, when they when they signed Chase, I mean the def, the defense was good at the start of the season, um, and oh, who's the other guy on the other? Like the other defence fans. So they got three. Trent um, Williams. Trent, Trent Williams. Uh, oh no, he's the uh, offensive line. I can't remember his name. Um, but the other, the other defenseman. And they were kind of doing really well. And then it kind of went away a bit. And then they got Chase Young. And you thought, right, yeah, it's over. Those three on the front is just going to cause absolute bother all the time. And it hasn't. Uh, I don't know why, uh, but it just hasn't caused the bother that it's meant to. Fred Warner, he's linebacker though. He's, I mean, he's just all over the shop, and that's that's the thing that puts me off. Thinking Kelsey, I mean, he might keep Kelsey quiet because he'll get stuck into Kelsey kind of pretty quickly. Um, I just, it's the kind of balance of. The Niners start slowly. The Chiefs start very, very quickly. And you can just see them, like, eating up a good chunk of the first quarter. And then Purdy's going to sit on the side and then come in a bit cold. And then you might, you know, the Niners might have just seven points by the half. And then how are they going to come back if they're 20, 20, like, you know, like 14, 7 down, something like that. That's the thing. So, so the worry for me would be if they get themselves into a situation like they did against the Ravens earlier in the season when they got behind in the game and then Purdy just thought, I've got to do something here to try and claw it back. And he just imploded and he threw four interceptions and they just they ended up getting creamed. And stuff like that. I think the worst thing, I think the worst thing that the, that the Niners can do is send Purdy out there, which which I presume they do every week, and I know this is how all football teams play. You've got your first 15 plays, and I think the Niners go, right, there's your first 15 plays, now go out there and play. And he just seems completely hamstrung by it. He sits in the pocket, he, get, he takes sacks, it just and the game plan seems to go, but then as they make their adjustments and move into the second half, he's allowed to be a bit freer with the game book and let you know, lets him move around in the pocket and stuff like that. You know, he's very quick 
like last week, what, 50, nearly 50 yards worth of rushing? Because he was moving out of the pocket, realising that he didn't have any, didn't, didn't have anything on, so then ran instead. But for the first like 15 to 30 plays, they're all scripted. It's all sorted. This is what we're doing, and that seems to restrict his kind of play. And I think if they do that again, the Niners could find themselves a long way behind before they've got to come back, and you kind of run out of time quickly in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Um, we are going to uh, we are going to step away momentarily just to uh, just to recharge our uh, our glasses, as it were, uh, and we'll we'll come back with some more of our thoughts and feelings on how the game is going to pan out. But we are just going to step away momentarily. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with you in just a few moments. Recording in progress. So just like that, we're back at it. So, Mr. Cook, I understand you have some uh, a little bit of games you'd like to play with us. It's just something small. So, uh, thanks to the stats mistress, we found out how the teams stack up on paper. But I think she was like, "I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm supposed to have a job." And I was like, "Well, there's no stats. We did the stats." She was like, mm, "Leave that one with me." So, gentlemen. Thanks to the stats mistress, I can tell you the average price for a ticket to the Super Bowl for the last five years. However, the fifth year in question is this year. So, thought we'd play a little game. I'm going to tell you the average price of the last four years... And you're going to tell me what the price of this year's average Super Bowl ticket is. Closest to the pin wins. I'm disappointed you haven't gone full Brucey here and done uh, higher or lower. Mm. Or we each, we each get a tolerance and we're allowed to be as much as under but not one penny over. <laughs> <laughs> So, gentlemen, weirdly, we start with Super Bowl 54, which was Hard Rock Stadium, Miami Gardens, Florida. Kansas City Chiefs versus um, the San Francisco 49ers. The average price of the ticket was $6,569. Now, I know what you're thinking, gentlemen, and you're thinking, who is paying that kind of money? Those are the cheap ones, apparently. So, Super Bowl 55 was at the Raymond James Stadium, Tampa, Florida. Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs in reduced capacity. The average price of a Super Bowl ticket was... Eleven thousand eight hundred and forty dollars. Super Bowl fifty six, SoFi Stadium, Inglewood, California, Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals, taking it down ever so slightly to ten thousand 
322 average dollars. Super Bowl 57 took us to the State Farm Stadium, Glendale, Arizona. And the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. 8,907 dollars. Now we've seen a range there, gentlemen. And I'm going to give you this. Super Bowl 58, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. The San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. How many dollars will you need to get you the average ticket? Write it down, have it in your head. Whichever you want to go with. I, I would have thought that there are two ways to look at this. And one of them would be it's Vegas. Um, the other, the other one would be, I am never going. Um, I'll, I'll jump in first and say twelve thousand one hundred and forty-two dollars. Okay, I'm gonna start writing these down. Stu, yours is twelve. One four two. Yep. So I I typed this out before anyone said anything. Uh, twelve. So I'm going to focus. Twelve three six nine. And Matt to round us out. I've gone fourteen. Four, six, seven. Vegas, man. I'm telling you. Swifties. Vegas, 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 you could probably stick another five, six grand on top of whatever the price was, to be honest with you. Obviously, we went from a reasonably low last year to the highest of the last five years. I can tell you right here and now, Stuart Woodmancy is the winner of this little game because 12000 and $82 will get you the average ticket to this year's Super Bowl. So, and so, congrats, so that, and congratulations, Stu. Your prize is that you get the ticket to the Super Yeah! Wait, no, wait, no. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you're breaking up. I can't hear you. What? What? I'm driving through the canyon. I'm <laughs> jogging in the canyon. On YouTube that can see uh, the stats mistress bust into the background and start, like, start on Andy now for spending that money. Um, it's a physical ticket. It's a physical ticket. It's just a used one that will get to be sent to you on Monday. <laughs> yes, yes, it will. Um, yeah. My first question, my first question was, who the hell is pay, is paying twelve thousand dollars? I I know there was a point. I think it was in the, um, is it in the Jason Kelsey documentary where his wife was going mental because he was saying that the kids could go to the Super Bowl. She was like, we are not buying Super Bowl tickets. And everybody was like, 
he's in the Super Bowl. Why does he not get them for free? Um, well, we, we had this conversation, because if you think about it, so if you just take the active starting roster for each team that's in the Super Bowl, that's 106 players. So then, if you factor in staff and practice team, oh, hang on. Is that Jason Kelsey pissed up Funko Pop? <laughs> yep. I just thought, as soon as you mentioned his name, I'd uh, pop it on the screen for, for those viewers on YouTube. <coughs> yeah, so if you just, if you just take the, the starting roster, that's 106 players across the two teams. Then you've got all of the staff, which is probably a, about the same number again. Then you've got all of the sort of the backroom team, like the sort of the head office and stuff like that. Then you've got other people from the organisation. You're looking at about three to four hundred people across potentially both teams that would have would lay claim to tickets. So. There's only going to be so many tickets that are given out to each team for the actual game. So, see if you can get 65,000 into Allegiant Stadium. There's maybe, what, squared off between sort of like three and 6,000 to give out to each team? Maybe? I bet they don't give any tickets out. I would fully expect the fact that everybody's going to buy their own ticket. That's, that's, that's crazy. The majority, I know that the majority of the tickets for any Super Bowl are given away. Like 70% of the tickets, like 70% of the people there did not pay for their tickets. They either won them in competitions, their corporate tickets where the NFL has given, like sent them down the line and somebody in some office somewhere won the chance to go to the Super Bowl and stuff like that. So... I think when it talks about the average price, it takes a lot of that into account. Like, if you go into the Super Bowl and you're paying to go to the Super Bowl, you you, you want to be there. You, you really want to be there. I know there'd been, like, um, a podcast of somebody I listened to. Uh, this is the first year his wife has taken interest in going to the Super Bowl. I can't imagine why. Um... And he was like, we're absolutely not going to the Super Bowl. Because I imagine he had some idea of how much those tickets were going to be. And she was like, oh, but come on, it'll be fun. You've always wanted to go. And he's like, yeah, with my mates. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a bit like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't care how much I would want to go. I don't care how much I would want to see it and see it live. You're not getting 12 grand out of me. It's that simple. Christian McCaffrey's missus had said they like they looked into a suite, and it was going to be two and a half million. Two and a half million. I saw I saw a video the other day. Absolutely not. Yeah, I saw a video the other day of what you get for your two and a half million, and the majority of it is food based. Like there's so much of it is just food and 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 drink and stuff. And obviously, some people would consider that that's a great segue. Just imagine two and a half million dollars worth of corn dogs. It was all it was all like sushi and like there was many many chefs there and all that. 
but yes, what I, what I was alluding to there is we need to get down to the real meat of the matter and talk about what everybody's eating on Sunday. So I'll, I'll start us off here because I'm going to be the um, anomaly because I'm going into town to watch the game. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So my my food choices will be dictated by where the group goes. So pizza shop then. That'll be it. Oh. It'll probably be more of a sit down job than a uh, just get and, yeah, and run. We're not talking about after the food Paul. But where are you going to eat? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm just. I'm just turning up at the uh, the prerequisite time and, uh, and doing what I need to do. So. So sadly, my my food situation will be very little. So I have managed to confirm that the last time a takeaway was eaten in this house was the Super Bowl last year, and in sticking with tradition. An agreement has been made to let the dog off the chain. Um, however, to make this possible, I had to do some maths, which worked out that I was uh, going to average 2,500 calories a day. So I needed to then look at how much, how many calories were going to be in the average takeaway to then boil it down to how many calories I needed to get to Sunday of my t average 2,500 calories. Now then, shortest version is, if I don't eat all day Saturday, and I don't eat all day Sunday, which I wouldn't eat on a Sunday anyway until tea time, I can combine those calories to bring me to the final number of its, its takeaway o'clock. Um, I believe that uh, there is also... I, we're, we're going all out in the cookhouse. Of, we try and zone in on American-based things for that one day. Um, so, in keeping with that, we are allegedly making a trip to a Canadian coffee shop uh, in the afternoon. Which probably doesn't quite fit in. Um, but, yeah. The, it's too late for the Green Cup. The, the, the stats mistress heard that we were allowed to, you know go crazy this week and has well and truly gone crazy this week I'm, I'm just hiding under the table most of the time while she throws varieties of you know takeaway menus at me and I'm like eh. Stu is the uh, is the snack helmet cleaned and ready to go the helmet is the helmet is primed we are we are ready for ready for lift off as it were however the snack helmet is solely for use during game time. There is a whole host of other stuff happening first. So, um, as you may have heard me talking on other podcasts, um, I have two young boys and they, last season, took a little bit of an interest in watching some NFL. It's a little bit past their bedtime, obviously, for most of it, but they, they got to watch like the first hour of red zone and again that's continued a little bit this season and uh, but the thing that really piqued their interest last year was when it came to super bowl weekend 
and we we had full on American tea, as they uh, like to, like to denote it. So um, the plan is to have like tea at the normal time, but as you rightly said, base it fully in the uh, the American ways. So tea will consist of some Joe's with some chili. It's going to have some, some chili dogs as well, so you put a bit of spare use to that chili. But, as we as we sit here and record the podcast this evening, um, the good lady wife is currently looking at recipes for, rather than it being like standard chili, to kind of have it infused with bits of pulled pork as well. <laughs> so just, just, to really, just to really flesh it out... Um, but in, in terms of, um, like, the, the snack helmet, the snack helmet has, has a standard pattern by now. It's been nailed down over the last few years since, since having it. And that's the main bucket where the crisps or chips, if you're that way inclined, reside. Um, has to be a mixture of 50% peanut butter puffs because, you know, why would you not? Um, and then fifty percent more meat, more meat-based flavourings of some sort of barbecue crisps. Which it sounds possibly weird to mix peanut butter and barbecue, but it it absolutely works. And then the tiny tray in the front is where you get your bit, a little bit more sweetness going on, and that will be reserved for what is my personal favourite of the American hard candies, maybe as it's referred to, and that would be. Peanut M and M's. I mean, yeah. if, if you were actually if you were actually in the states, perhaps you would uh, have more free access to such things as the chocolate brownie M and M's, which are uh, excellent. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, they're not quite as readily available here. So um, yeah, that's 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 the plan. Finish it off with some uh, some sweet sweet M and M's. Plus as well, by the time it's like whatever time it is in the morning here, you need that little bit of a, a sugar boost to just kick you along a little bit. What about maybe a, a chocolate coated coffee bean? No, because I like tried that once before, and um, unfortunately that that train has well and truly left the station. Quickly, Matthew. That brings us to you. Cancun, she's yeah, yeah, a lot closer than we are, but yes, yeah. She, I mean, she made her own guacamole, so you know, we brought that back with her. 
Well, hopefully, hopefully she's not bringing that back with her because Christ Almighty. <laughs> but she know she knows how to make it anyway. I'm, I'm pretty sure that customs won't trace her via this podcast. Is the uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, so no firm decisions made, but pretzel bits. I like I like the old pretzel pieces. Oh, the honey mm. mustard ones. They are honey and mustard. Uh, just just a mix a mixed handful of honey and mustard with the jalapeno at the same time. Yes, yeah. please. Oh, um, yes, please. Red vines and twisters. I like those kind of things. Any kind of dirty American. Sweets. I mean, I'm a sweet guy. I like sweets anyway. I'm a sweet guy. Um, so any kind of any sweets, I'm I'm like fully on board with. So yeah, I'll be I'll be in little. I think generally little's the place that to get your to get your uh, theme yeah. leaks, as it were. Um, yeah, I, I can I can confirm as well. I saw the leaflet last time out, and they are they are going at it. Um, I have just had a last minute request through by the text message to say. Maybe some milkshakes and Oreos as well. Oh, nice! Yes. Yeah. The the only problem with the milkshake is obviously if you're um, if you're partaking of the uh, adult beverages, uh, the milkshakes I mean, can lay a bit heavy. Whiskey, come on! I think, I think that was probably aimed more at the lads at tea time than it was for me during game time. Was the <laughs> either way? Well, whiskey and milkshake, sorry. Well, they'll sleep before the game, I suppose. And uh, to be honest with you, that that that's that's that was on quite nicely from a from a uh, from a beverage perspective. What is uh, what's 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 most people's tipple of choice going to be? Are they going to try and stay on brand, and keep it American? Probably New England IPA or uh, West Coast IPA or something it? like Surely that. Surely you need to be you need to be Westies. I feel like I'm letting the side down a little bit beer wise at the moment because the cupboard is somewhat dry. It's still, it, I think I've still got about three stouts left, and that that does not scream Americana to me. So, <laughs> well, I'm staying up for the game with this stout. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, although, I think my, although uh, one, my of is, one of them is the Smalls Tonkoko, so that's kind of close. Oh yeah. Bit. There you go. That's kind of that's kind of American. I may be very limited to the pub choice, so it's it's challenging. <laughs> It's, it's either going to be Coors or Budweiser if I'm going to try and stay on American brand. We'll see. I know which one I would pick out of the two, and it isn't the uh, coloured branding that I'm currently wearing. What, the king of beers? No, I think, I think that, that that came about from being misheard because I think originally someone went, oh Budweiser and went, that's not King Beer (laughs) (laughs) oh well there you have it ladies and gentlemen I believe there it is yeah done and dusted yes we will uh, we will reconvene somewhere around this time next week to uh, review how the scores went, who won the predictions, our review of the Super Bowl as a whole. Um, obviously, we won't be able to review the halftime show because that doesn't exist. And uh, yes, <coughs> join us for a little, uh, a little end to the season, little, little chit chat about the 
the Super Bowl and the end of the season. But until then, that's what it's all been about, people. So enjoy your Super Bowls. Enjoy your snack helmet goodness. Get that takeaway. Enjoy your Canadian donuts. And uh, yes, join us next week where we'll uh, be in review mode. Until then, it's bye from myself, my glamorous co-host, and our wonderful guests. And we shall see you next time. Tatty buys. So there we go. That's that. Super Bowl predicted. All that's left now is to watch it and find out how our predictions were. If you want to send us your prediction, get involved. You can jump to the CookieCast website, thecookiecast.com. Click the email button, send us your prediction. If you get any of the predictions correct, we'll read them out next week, send you a prize. Before you leave us, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. And as always, share the podcast around. Right, this is it. This is what we've been working towards. Strap in, people. It's going to be... uh, It's going to be something, that's for sure. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of Cookie Cast.